Hello, and welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people about books and tabletop role-playing games, and I've stopped asking people if they've ever had orbits, because everyone at this point has had boba tea or some kind of drink with little jelly coconut bits in it or something like that. It's not as interesting anymore, I think. I think, I think my interest in orbits and everyone else's has declined a bit. It does come out it does come out of a fascination with the 90s which this podcast is a little bit about. I mean technically Wheel of Time mostly probably a good portion of it was coming out during the 90s. So today this is our penultimate talk about the first book Eye of the World. Uh in the next podcast, I mean to say the next book hub book club podcast we'll be talking about uh the followers of set next and uh maybe even nightmare on elm street although we'll see when that when the next one of those is coming out but on the next book club book club well we will be recording shortly this week uh and we'll probably come out early next week maybe it'll be this weekend maybe we'll be recording this weekend my schedule is kind of off but we're working on getting everything uh back up. Memorial Day weekend was, I don't know, a lot of stuff going on and everything kind of got knocked around and uh, there were some people were ill. And anyway, we're getting caught up and I had a big, yeah, and I froze to death as always. Um, So without further ado, here is Alex to talk about some of the final chapters of Eye of the World before we talk about the whole thing as a whole next week. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, I really, I could not tell if it was you or like some weird screaming in the distance. It was like, I, like, it was weird. Yeah, it's just my natural like. Wow, that's, yeah, some kind of insectoid. Yeah. Whatever the silithid fucking situation. Situation. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm at chapter, so I think 10 chapters. Uh, we've read this week. I have. Uh, I think I just read 48, and maybe we ended on... Was it like 37? 36 last time? Mm-hmm. I think we have read. We may have read 10 to 12 chapters this week, yeah. Picked up the pace a little bit. And uh, boy, and really, the book seems to have picked up the pace as well. Like, we're rolling now. We're doing underworld adventures. We're in the dark umbra. There's scary monsters and centipede demon lake creatures with human hands yeah we did end on 38 last week so we went through in exactly exactly 10 great yeah so here we are uh all kinds of shit one day off that's why yeah oh okay yeah it should have been 14 there were two days that i read one chapter and there was one day that i read zero there you go okay yeah that, that lines up yeah, uh, uh, man. We went through the ways we learned about. Did we meet Loyal last time, or did we just? We had. I had time? just met Loyal. That had just been the yeah. chap, the first chapter with Loyal in Camelin. Loyal's great. So you saw the you saw the Madman Baker, and you just found out who he is, and all the all the shit that Fane went through. Yeah. 
He's Do you even remember him until they brought him up when he actually like showed up in person? I did because they they meet him in Berlaron, Berlon. Yes. Yeah. So because and and I think Pat and Fane is you know, there's a lot of unique sounding names, but that one something about that. Something about Fane. Yeah. Especially but it was because and we talked about this, how you introduce a concept with little tidbits. But Mm-hmm. Meeting him in Berleron and knowing that he was also traveling definitely cemented him a little bit. And I didn't, I did definitely didn't make a note of that. We didn't even talk about meeting him. Uh, but yeah, that was. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, if it wasn't Tom Marilyn, I was not super surprised that it was Pat and Fane, the beggar. Yeah, that's fair. I just think that that's like. That's one of the it's things me. that I wanted to avoid doing because that that reveal was like crazy to me because yeah you see him once in Barillon but like you, you forgot about him for... that, oh I thought I saw him in you know Whitebridge that's that's what that's all you get after Barillon and then you go through the ways you go through you know the Black Wind um, you're headed for the Eye of the World you're not thinking about what happened back in chapter what. 15 right you know (laughs) oh by the way he's been chasing you the whole time and he's part of the reason that you have had all these issues and he's like a horrible tormented golem psychic hound dog creature yes he really like i'm not like really you know great character i love him and the, the the insanity the way they portray it top tier i love it I can show you how to fight the, uh, the dark one, great lord. Yeah, does he know? You on the borderlands, you have no idea how to really do it. Right. <laughs> Which, uh, if you recall, there was mention of somebody else who uh, sort of talked like that. At least it was mentioned that he talked like that. Was it a like a young dark friend that was very briefly no oh okay because there was a young dark friend that was saying things like they're making me do this i don't want to be doing this yeah no it was very briefly that that oh okay yeah so uh, i'm gonna say more if you don't remember and again it's not something that you really need to look up because it'll it'll come up later most of the stuff that I'm asking, like if you remember it, if you do, great. Sure. You know, I remembered. I remembered Pat and Fane. Yeah. Um. But but I I recommend going through just with your notes and like when it when a reveal is done later, being like, oh man, that's crazy that that was like <laughs> that he made that connection so long ago. Um. I just I just love the way he does that. So. Did you say that? Moraine had talked about somebody trying to make deals and saying that they knew. I missed some yes. sentence that you said a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Moraine okay. uh, mentioned that someone that was else was making deals. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's coming up blank. So we'll see. Yeah. So I'll find out. Yeah. 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 Um. And we got our first mention of 
Farstrider in the real world. Oh, not yeah, existing, not just as a book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was a real person. Oh, he did things. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was there for the fall of Malkir, you know, just randomly by happenstance. <laughs> yeah. I also like that. Uh, I love Adelmar. He's so cool. I'm like, yeah, he's a little intense, but still in a composed way. And like he's yeah. entitled, but also like entitled for a reason. Like, don't take those farm boys with you. Like he doesn't know, so it makes sense, you know. Like, please take people who can actually protect you with you. <laughs> yeah, you're ob- you're obviously on some kind of psychotic chosen one mission that's going to get you all killed, or at least extremely close to that. So you should yeah. like, <laughs> like, come on. Maybe, maybe you should. But he definitely, yeah, he can't tell that they're he on a chosen one. He backed down and he was like, I understand. And, you know, if anyone can do it, then, you know, someone from Manethrin can do it. These guys respect the Aesodai. <laughs> yeah. And we've had a lot of Manethrin talk catching up on mm-hmm. the history of these boys. Most of them are, have the blood of the Manethrin. Most of these three boys that basically only means two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> and we yes. have Matt. Matt is cured, kind of, but he's not. The symbiote yeah. cannot so, be removed. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because right. that is why you can't do that in the show. You can't do that with the show. That doesn't make any sense because it removes that threat. Like the. The whole point of them being in Camelin, well, not the whole point. It's obviously closer than Tarvalon and makes it bloody. But like the whole thing about it is like Matt has can't get that dagger removed because they can't go to Tarvalon in time. And in, Ed, yes, right. Ed. They're just in Tarvalon. <laughs> they'll just be like, "Hey, let's uh, let's just get this off of him. It's fine." <laughs> I should mention. <laughs> I would like to mention, yeah, just for anyone listening, uh, in this book. They do not even go to a place called Tarvalon, but <laughs> which is where the knife could be removed from Matt. But in the TV show at the fifth episode that I've just watched, well, that's the last one we talked about. That was the last one I watched. Uh, that's where they are with Loyal and Matt, and everything's going to be. F- I have no idea where the show's going. It's got to be going somewhere different than this. Yeah. So, now, so now I would love to see how they depict the ways, watch, though. Watch any more of the? I'm not going. I'm done. Any more of the series, at least until Matt. Uh, gets the dagger removed. Okay. At that point, you can go on, because I don't know if they're going to remove the dagger. I'm like, it's a huge, massive plot point when they do. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the things that's just like, do, um, pacing, like the way that you're telling, it just, you can't do it like that. It's not, <laughs> it's too fast. There's too many things that you're passing over. You can't do that. Do Nynaeve and Egwin begin... Do they get to go to wizard school? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. Okay. I don't think that's... It's pretty obvious that... I mean, that's not, that's, that's not a spoiler. I mean, that's just yeah. kind of what I imagine is yeah. going to eventually happen. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I mean... I'm very worried that someone's going to die in these next couple chapters. Yeah, I was, I was kind of avoiding telling you... Um, just because, like, it, it could, like, be 
more of thought that, oh, they're going to, you know, leave the party and all of that, which it doesn't matter if you think the wrong thing, but also it's like, wasn't clear and would change the way that you view the story kind of. Oh, yeah. And no, and yeah, I mean, I'm kind of yeah. like, I, half of me is expecting the entire party to end up having to continue on together into the abyss or the blight or into some other dimension, you know, and, and half of me is like, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get to live at this point. We're in the last five chapters. I don't know if they're going to mm -hmm. die. If any of them are ever going to go home, what they even want to do, if they're going to, you know, uh, get to live normal lives or go to wizard school. They're not going to get to live normal lives. They have to have 14 more books of adventures. Yes. Yeah. Great. So, I mean, guaranteed some amount of the party lives. We assume, you know. Well, I know that at least... these characters are mentioned in other books. Like, I, you know, I know that. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, we, we know at least the three will live through because otherwise the Dark One wins. Uh, so just you know. So that's pretty yeah. That. <clears throat> uh, we can easily assume you know Nynaeve and Egwene live. Um, so like maybe Lan, uh, maybe Loyal, maybe Moraine, because having the mentor die in the first book is or in the first. That's definitely half. a thing. Yeah. Yeah, or even just before or during the final battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, total. Star Wars. It's own standalone originally. Right. Yeah, this is. And I am kind of looking at it as a standalone book. So, yeah, who knows what's going to happen at the... They're not going to go to wizard school in this book. That's true. Which yeah. is where they are in the TV show. Yeah, which is... Which is fine. I'm going to stop. I'll stop now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, Rand wouldn't have met Elaine, which right, completely pivotal. Like, if that didn't happen, like more than half of the rest of the story just doesn't work. <laughs> so that that's big, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure and, they're gonna. Know, I'm sure they'll squish it in somehow, and just you know, maybe in some really weird yeah. way. I just don't. I don't see how it wouldn't. How they would do it reasonably and keep the pace that they're going at and the plot deviation that they've started. Yeah, the show is at a place where it really can't afford to have a bunch of more characters <laughs> showing up. Yeah. It's impossible to pay attention to anyway. So what did you think of Gawain, 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 Gawain? Gawain is another one later. Oh, Gawain is a different guy? Because I think that's a, that's, there's definitely a Gawain in Britain. There is, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a Gawain and a Gawain. Oh, both of them are round table guys? <coughs> hmm? Those round table guys, or are the those just kind of? I just I feel like I know them uh, as Gawain British. Is British round table guy, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Gawain is a specific other person in the series, and Gawain is uh, Elaine's brother. Yep. Yeah. yeah, fuck that guy. Obviously, what a chode. Gawain or Gawain, uh, Galad? Gawad. <laughs> yeah. Gawain. Older yeah. bro, right? Gawain, is he the oldest? Gawain What's the descending the order? The twin brother of Elaine and Galad is the older brother of both of them. Oh, oh, I, 
didn't. I don't think it did. It mention that they were twins in this book. I, I guess they're not twins, but they're oh, born okay. the same father. She's oh, because he was looking over the edge of her crib. Okay, she was born. Um, yeah, kind of like Elias and a few other co- characters we've met. We kind of get a couple chapters really intensely meeting these people, and so. Yeah. We'll probably meet them again. I, I it sure seems. So I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind here and tell you that I love Galad as a character overall in the series. I really struggle with Gowan through most of the series. Which one? Now I don't know. Which is the one that called the cops? <laughs> Galad. Galad is the one that called the cops. Yes. I had it all right, I had it totally backwards. Okay. And yeah. Galad is the older one. Yes. But Gawa- Gawan is older than he Elaine. always does he always does what's right, regardless of how it affects anyone. Lawful himself. good. Right. Lawful stupid. Lawful stupid. That's that yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure you can make connections to other people that we've already met that he might uh have some sort of agreement or understanding that yeah those white guys um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah but he is such an amazingly written character and like where where he ends the series is just i love it i absolutely love it does he climb into the black cauldron and sacrifice himself Yes. You know about the Black Cauldron? <laughs> uh, that's like the movie. Yeah, the Ale- yeah, yeah. Al- Alexander yeah. Lloyd, a-, a Welsh guy, I believe. Um, there were like five five books, but they were like yeah, kind of children's fit. But yeah, in the second one, there's the Dick, the real Dick Knight, who just <laughs> pisses on the main characters constantly. And is so good and golden boy nightman, and you just hate him the whole book. And the only way the black cauldron can be destroyed is if a living man crawls into it intentionally, knowing that it will kill him. So he, so he does. Hooray! the 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 terrible man saved us all. Yeah, it's not quite that. Okay. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll find out. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Fourteen books. <laughs> It's a very slow, um, but very, uh, very good arc. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see all three of them. It's really funny because I think you get his perspective twice before the final book. Okay. And that's it. But you see like so much. yeah, Yeah. So much from him just because people keep running into him randomly. And like he'll he'll have a whole thing where he he you know yeah. Uh, anyways, I was saying um, Elaine, you've now you know that she's going to be also a um, student at magic school. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I f- I feel like the princess should be in the party. Yeah. It seems uh, and, it just seems like that's gonna be <clears throat> And so having gone to Tarvalon without going to Camelin, 
why would she have any reason to join that party? <laughs> she never met Rand. She doesn't have any connection to the party. Why would she do it? They're going to do it on the show where Egwene and Nynaeve meet her first. And they're going to be friends with her at wizard school. And she's not even going to... I mean, I don't know what they're going to fucking do. They'll do something very quickly where everyone meets at, you know, at the corner trading crack or whatever. I don't know what they fucking do on that show. <laughs> Where only women can do anything of import. Uh, Which that's Tarvalon. Like, only women at Tarvalon, or is that uh, only one? women at the White Tower? Oh, okay, 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 yeah. So that's a serious ass wizard school. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't really train the men because they. Oh, because you know, terrible, yeah. Oh, I guess, I mean, yeah. They don't have men, like, bringing jugs of water or cooking. Uh, I don't think, no, I... It would I be bad. You wouldn't want them around spells well, if if learning well, spells you, would cause them to kill people. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I can't think of... I think it is all female servants because anything that a male servant would need to do or be able to do would be taken care of by a warder. Right, okay. Yeah, oh, so there are warders there. Yeah, okay. there are warders. All the sisters have their warders. At the White Tower. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sure I'm sure you can guess why. And Oh, why? I might have but, missed. What? Yeah, but it's really, it's really weird to me because, like, the way the show focuses on how like from the little I've seen, like there, it's all very focused on how strong the women are, and like how women are the ones who should be who should be able to do anything. And it's like that's a core component of just the the sorcery in the the magic system, and like the fact that Tarvalon exists and is you know powerful enough that they are advisors to kings and queens. You know. Like, very clearly, women are a huge power in this world already. You don't need to force it into being more of that. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's exact. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of undermining that whole aspect of the story to to try to, like, force more. And then just, it just, it's so weird to me. It's so weird. Like, it already is a huge philosophical point in in the series. Just tell the series as it is, and you'll have everything that you want in it already. <laughs> you know, change change some of the change some of the mannerisms of the women if you have problems with it. Because, like I said way back when, you know there are a lot of people who said that the women seem too similar or whatever. Okay, change up their personalities a little. It's fine, but. Don't don't just like change plot points for no reason. It's really it it, it just. I'm almost going to talk about the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I mean, you like I can't help but like it just it it and it's it feels like there are plot points that have been made up to patch up holes that were left by plot points that they made up to patch up other holes that they left by changing things. It's like yeah, like some kind of Mickey Mouse situation someone trying to plug <laughs> holes in a canoe while more of them keep sprouting uh 
And the whole ship is sinking. Yeah, and the whole fucking ship is sinking. Uh, we got a cool new map. Yes, we can see Shao Ghoul now. Yes. And Tarwin's Shao Gap. And uh, somewhere... Somewhere beyond the mountains of Dehoom, with an H. Yeah. In the blight lies the green man at the eye of the world. Yes. There's definitely, I think maybe even in the British Isles, this knight Gawain, if I I could be wrong, he may have been in service to some kind of demonic green man. There was a movie about it. There was a movie called The Green Knight, like last year, two years ago. Does that sound familiar? Oh. No, I haven't heard of it. Um, yeah, I think it was about the round table and a guy named Gawain, and I think there was a demonic green man involved. Hmm. One of those things could be wrong, but that I'm pretty sure it was just called the Green Knight. Yeah, maybe I'll look it up. Yeah, I do know that there was one of one of the um, knights of the round um, did meet a dryad as okay. part of their search for the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, that Some might sort of be exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, and they got enchanted, yep. and that was the end of their quest. Okay, yeah, that sounds that might be exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I think Tolkien wrote about Gawain. Actually, Tolkien might have written about this legend, and he might have written a story called The Green Knight, and that might be what this movie is based on. This might be a Tolkien <clears throat> movie that I'm talking about. Maybe. Or it might not. It might be based on just the folklore yeah. that Tolkien wrote about. I'm going to go look that up. I'm writing that down. I'm going to find out about if I can watch The Green Knight. Yeah, but... Uh... <sighs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Off topic. Just a uh, little bit. But I love the ways. Um... It reminds me of so many things from... It reminds me of so many yeah. things. You know what? Uh, I don't know if this is an experience. I don't know if this scares you as much as it scares me. I don't know why it scares me so much. It scared me so much in Breath of the Wild. It made me so uncomfortable. And it happened to me today in Tears of the Kingdom. And it's there's a sandstorm in the desert. And when you fly into it, not only do you only have, like, very little visibility, like, you know, 10 feet or so around Link, like in Link to the Past when he has the lantern, you have only a little area you can see of desert sand that just goes on and on. But the thing that scares me so much is that the map goes away. There's only, like, static. Even if you pause it and look at the map, you can't, it's just nothing. Like, you're nowhere. Like, you could be anywhere, and I just, something about it makes me so sure I'm going to clip through the fucking floor and fall out of the world like in real life while i'm playing it gives me that feeling oh, it's wow. so creepy and that's what and so that. today i was thinking about that's what the ways are like just yeah. being nowhere yeah. surrounded by nothing yes no way to tell where and you're that. going amazing creepy as fuck so it's not a super important plot point so i'll bring it up again okay um, Oh, the cre- the crenellations or the balustrade? Yes. Yeah, tell me about the yeah. balustrade. So that was specifically mentioned earlier in the book uh, while Rand was dreaming. Oh, okay, yeah. The place, with, the place with floating islands with some directly over and under. Damn. 
That actually, yeah. okay, that rings a bell. And uh, yeah, you so, know what? Honestly, I feel like not only do I not really take notes about it, but I feel like not just in this book, but in general, in dream imagery, like even as I'm reading it, I feel like I don't absorb it as much because I know yeah. it's supposed to be like poetry. I'm supposed to be ab absorbing the feeling of all these things. Like I really Absolutely. think what, what, yeah, anyway, please. <laughs> Sorry, I don't yeah, mean to interrupt no. you, but like. Go ahead. I, I'm so excited because this is the this is one of the coolest things to me because, you know, the trope is like, oh, it was all just a dream. In in this story, it doesn't matter if it was a dream. Right. <laughs> it's still real. Sometimes it's even more real, as Moraine has just told us. Some things in the dream are even stronger. You know, I'm also covering the this the entire series of Nightmare on Elm Street on this podcast, so. This really so, fucking this really, so much of everything I've been talking about ties together so well. I'm I want to read what I'm gonna read what the wind says. Oh yes, this is Watch what this is what the wind says. Flesh so fine, so fine to tear, to gash the skin, skin to strip, to plate, so nice to plate the strips, so nice, so red, the drops that fall, blood so red, so red, so sweet, sweet screams, pretty screams, singing screams, scream your song, sing your screams. I'm going to print a t-shirt that says, sing your song, scream your, fuck, <laughs> scream your song, sing your screams that's dope as fuck Very that's Bahamian. brutal yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's i uh, yeah i love that that's so good man more tales of the wheel what uh we got some more mythology here is this is is more tales of the wheel the tale of the fall of the seven towers Yes. Okay, yeah, I, that's... Yeah. I remember thinking, like, oh, boy, we're getting another whole history in this chapter. Yeah, okay. Well, there, there's a ton of information in there that's super important. That oh, just the last... Like yeah. Background history. The last couple so, of chapters have been incredible. Every relationship and every name. In there. <laughs> yeah, very information-dense. This dude's uncle and his father and, and their shit and their jealous wives and some other legendary hero that got that turned dark friend and had suffered some terrible fate as well. Yeah. Lance, oh, yeah. Lance, horrible, horrible story. Yeah. The fall of Melchior. Yes. That's, that's like that guy in the Bible. Is that guy, is that name? I actually, I don't know if that name is in the Bible or if it's just in every science fiction thing I've seen that references the three kings. Melchior is the guy, one of the guys with like myrrh and gold and latinum that they oh, bring to Melchior. The baby child. Yeah, Melchior. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, not exact. Yeah, okay. Not exactly what the word here, but in my mind, you know, words are all just kind of these mashy sounds. <laughs> but I like Faldera. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Angelmar? Agelmar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like these guys. I like Lan and this guy. Uh, yeah, I like Lan Maldragor Dragoron. Mandragoron. Lan Mandragoron. Yeah, I like that guy. Lan Mandragoron. Daishan. The un uncrowned 
Battle Lords. What does diademed mean? Crowned. Oh, okay. Oh, is a diadem a crown? Yeah, it's a type oh, of crown. Okay. A jeweled crown or headband. Okay, he wears a leather strap. Yeah, so really, wow. Yeah, a really... It's really, it's... The the tail has taken a sudden departure. It, it does, like, like I, like I said, like, last time, or the time before, like, once they get together, like, it shifts into high gear, and they just go. They're gone. <laughs> Everything yeah. happens, and happens, and happens, and happens. You get a little bit of, you get a little bit of acceleration once they split, and you get some action, you get a little bit of, like, story, action, back and forth, and then you hit Camelin, and just starts going and going and going and going, get information every chapter, you get action every chapter, you get <laughs> everything just starts going off. And they literally step into a portal and end up on the other side of the world. Like, we're now, yeah. like, right in the... We're really we're really into it now. Um, yeah. Yeah, for... for you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe we'll go to Tarvalon and we'll figure out how to get where we're going from there. Nope, especially especially because I watched the show, I thought that that was what would happen. Yeah. We we don't got time for that. We no. need a portal. <laughs> we can't portal go there. That also the, world. the queen's friend is mean. Is that part of the reason they don't want to go to Tarvalon? Is she like that mean lady doesn't like Rand? Or does that not really have anything to do with it? Leda? Yeah. I feel like um, they sort of wanted to avoid her after Rand's encounter with her. But that might have just been subtly Moraine might just not uh, like her. I think I think Moraine mentions that she's Red Aja. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. bad for us. Uh, Red Aja hate men. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that yeah. from the book as oh. well as, you know. She's like, Moraine's like best friends with a red one on the show already. They're like bros. I don't know if it's the same character. I don't know what the name of the red one. I mean, I'll stop. Uh, for yeah, for anyone listening, the 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 ways, the scary place we're talking about, um, are waygates, Ogier waygates that anciently mm-hmm. are hard to destroy and are still all over the world. And I love that they find one in the in a, the shop in the basement of a shop. They have to creep in the hurricane door and open this ancient waygate. Where they travel through this scary dark place off the map. Yeah. Going the idea of going off the map, I maybe just because of There's playing video games is gonna scare the shit out of me forever. <laughs> I hate teleporting. So scary. Where do you go? Somewhere else. In the back rooms. There's a lot of uh yeah. There's a lot of um there's a lot of fantasy systems that involve like whenever someone tells teleports, they're actually passing like through hell or some demonic place for a split second, you know, nightcrawler, nightcrawler. Yeah. That's that, that is exactly what he is doing when he bamfs around. Yeah. They had a whole story about that. They had a whole thing where he had like, he was, yeah, his dad, Azazel was like, I don't know. I, he was he was producing a lot of nightcrawler type demons, and some of them might have been alive. But at some point, there's like an island full of like nightcrawler skeletons 
of other dudes that might have been Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a whole Azazel is like an actual demon, uh, yeah. or maybe a mutant or a mutant demon. I think he's like I think he's like yeah, not even a mutant in the comics anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't. It was a long time ago. I can't believe that was a long time ago. I was like an adult when that was happening. It was a long time ago. Before Disney. Anything before Disney was a long time ago. True. Yeah, I was talking about the mechanics of the ways and the way gates, and I don't know if there was something else that I thought. Um... Oh, yeah. The blight. You know, <laughs> there's a place in Elden Ring called Kaelid that there have been a lot of kind of jokes it's sort of been on the if you if you've culturally osmosed anything or anyone mentioning Kaled, it's uh it's the blight. It's a place uh. of Elden Ring, yeah. Everything is rotting as it grows. Everything is red and hot. Everything is humid with the with rotting life coming to life as it rots, and everything is poisonous. And if you catch yeah, and if you catch the scarlet rot, there's no cure for it. It will rot right through your body. Lovely. All kinds. Of, it's just, okay. it's exactly this place where we are at now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the rotted is, uh... lands. Although we're on, we're on the, the nice side of the blight. We're on the nice side of the mountains now. Yes. It might be yeah. even worse on the other side. We're in the, we're in the easy part of the blight where yeah. it's just the uh, unholy abominations and not the creatures of the dark one. <laughs> Yeah, just horribly <laughs> mutated Borderlands monsters, not actually demonic creatures going to come into your nightmare, snatch out your soul and shit. Whoa. But I had it. I might have the hiccups. I'll live. Uh, <laughs> Talk too much and I get the hiccups. Yeah, you'll. these things will just eat you and metabolize you, so they're, right. you know, so better. they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Much rather be around these kinds of things. The scary lake monsters. They are scary. I definitely don't like big things in lakes. That's definitely <laughs> not a favorite of mine. I don't know. They seem pretty friendly. They have human hands. That's a trait of, you know, friendliness. Yeah. I can, they, they just want to shake your hand and give you a hug. You yeah, know? right. My favorite types of creatures have human hands. Like when... Uh, you know, like when a, a deer walks on two legs and has human hands, that's one of my favorite things to see. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, or like or like a wolf. Like a wolf with human hands. Oh, yeah. That's like that's real mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, or a cat. Yeah. Predators with human hands. There's a Especially uh when it's um when they're like still they still walk like the normal animal but they just have right hands yeah (laughs) what are you what are you doing with those human hands (laughs) there's a uh oh yeah and then yeah before that was the whole the whole camelin adventure of rand being in the garden and he meets the queen and the queen is friends with a red aja We've mentioned some, I feel like I've gotten some hints about what the blues are like. I think it says, they've said something about the blues either going their own way or looking for some separate, 
or either being loner types or being the ones that are kind of usually not at Tarvalon and questing in the world, something like that. That's my vague yeah. sense of what the blues are like. Yeah, I think you might be getting some of that from the show more than... That's possible. Because, That's totally possible. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, when we get into yeah. the kind of vague things that I sort of the impressions I get, yeah. And they mentioned the Black Aja, who are trapped in Shaogul, the Forsaken. That's them, right? That, those are all the same. Uh, which? The Black Aja are mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're mentioned specifically by Balsamon, but yeah. Oh, Those oh, are okay. not an official... Oh, they're I'm not sure part of the circle. They're not an official Aja. Oh, are they men? Know? Or are they women? Or does it? Or are they both? Uh, women. I mean, it's it, okay. the Ajas are. The, oh, the Ajas are okay. Marvelon, yeah. And is that the Forsaken or the Black Aja, the Forsaken? No. Oh, okay. Forsaken okay. are different. Yeah. It the Black Aja are ones who fight for the Dark One. Like that's what Balsamon was saying. Is like they work for me. Not really something that you would, you know be open about like everyone else is not open about being a dark friend <laughs> it's not just like a subset section of the culture that people are just like oh yeah this guy's a dark friend by the way the, uh, the, this guy just serves the dark one you know he's, he's a chill guy but just don't let him stab you in the back because he's gonna <laughs> yeah no the like the very evil people who don't have humanity's best interest in mind these and this is this is a group that is operating currently. I guess that's really what my question was. He Black infers Aja? that these guys are around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Implication that he's making is that mm. there are actively currently women in Tarvalon who uh, work for him. And they got the and the government loves the queen loves Tarvalon and the Aes Sedai, but even in her own city, she's got dudes in white cloaks marching around going, we're gonna, if we see any witches, we're gonna fucking take them outside and burn them. This queen has, n does not have a lot of control. This, this world is, you know, operating in the end times. But shit's bad. So there are a lot of people with secret jobs, yeah. And really, this is a kingdom that's been infiltrated. That we're at, we're at the moment, it, this has been going on, like, at the very least, this infiltration has been going on for three years. But basically, that's really, and really, until, until just, just now, I haven't realized that what this story has been, has been like a long and very deep, long con to infiltrate these, you know, Black Aja and Trollocs and Fades and other creatures, get them all, get them all over the place. And this is like, you know, this is the final, the plan has come to fruition, I guess. If, yeah. any, if any of that whole long rambling thing made sense, yeah. But yeah, we're yeah. at the point where it's go time for a yeah. very, a plan that has been laid out for a long time. Yeah. I, I'm i sure you can tell uh, just from my character in Vampires, like, I love long, convoluted, laid out, like, history-spanning plans that are just coming to fruition. Great. Oh, Regardless perfect. of whether they're evil intentioned or good intentioned, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You like the we've we've gotten through some of the plants in the blight, right? 
Uh, we got. They're talking about uh, rotting fruits and decaying trees and um, a stick insect that will prick you and you'll have to cut your arm off before it rots away. Yes. Yes. That, that's what I was talking <laughs> about, Kaled. Yeah, from Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. The scarlet rot. Yeah, so the whole description of the plant life, and we're kind of, we're at, we're at the Seven Towers, as a matter of fact, is where I'm at, and um, mm -hmm. Moraine has cast a, a magical invisibility. Yeah, yep. So I think, yeah, I just said we're just past the 90% mark, so very, very little left. Um, Four chapters? Think, yeah. I guess I yeah. better go read them. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll probably hit the end of the book in the middle of the week. Um, unless you want to like take it a little slower and go one chapter at a time. But I know that you're you're really. I'm gonna like, read this like I'm gonna read this tomorrow. It's okay. I'll, I'm gonna be done. It's gonna yeah. it's over now. And then we'll, <laughs> yeah, this is it. I'm we'll, here now. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what and it is. Once I get to the end, I just it goes into a black <laughs> hole. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, and so maybe we'll just. Uh, We'll just take a break this week, focus on getting the Vampires campaign started, and then uh, next week we can start up on... Uh, like, we'll have a discussion about the end of it, and then we'll start up on The Great Hunt. I feel, yeah, I feel... I feel great. I feel like that's the plan. Good. <sighs> Do you have any... Uh... I know it's still pretty fresh, and I haven't like even gone over my notes from last night, but do you have any thoughts or anything about Vampire that you would like to run by me? Uh, I think we went over everything yesterday that I really wanted to. Um... And I didn't really say goodbye or a thank you to Alex. Uh, I mean, maybe I did eventually, but... Uh... We went on after that in the recording to immediately speak a great deal about the Vampire the Masquerade campaign that I'm going to be running that he is involved in, and which I am incredibly excited about, and I will be talking more about that when we talk about Vampire the Masquerade with Saint again on our next episode, which is going to be about followers of Set. And uh, if you are, if you're just gobbling these up, just anxiously waiting for them to come out, then uh, yeah, I believe that that episode will be out later today. And uh, we will be moving right along. We will talk to Michelle very soon. I'm going to, it's early in the morning, but I'm going to text her today and we'll figure out what's going on. Anyway, if you would like to talk to us about books or Vampire the Masquerade or what the hell ever, uh, get a link to our Discord. Uh, you can find that link on koyadk.tv. That's C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. Uh, you can get a link to my Etsy shop and buy soap from me, which helps support this project and all my stupid bullshit. You can support me on Patreon or Twitch or see a variety of other places where I am... Uh, posting nonsense on the internet. Uh, you can find all of that stuff at your one-stop Koya DK shop, which is koyadk.tv. And uh, yeah, uh, I will. We will talk about Vampire the Masquerade and all kinds of other stuff. And yeah, and uh, sometime within a week, probably, I will be posting the episode, which is our final and full coverage. And uh, 
discussion and review of Eye of the World, and we'll, which will probably be a little more <laughs> cohesive. Uh, you may have noticed that I was pretty high for this one. <laughs> there were a few things I was confused about. Um, pretty high right now. Going to be pretty high later on, working on the Sedites podcast. So for now, I'm going to find something to eat. And uh, yo, Thrash, why don't you play us on out?